interrupt this program to bring you a special report. Welcome to the 2023 Dakar Rally Edition of the Chasing Waypoints Podcast. Bringing you daily updates as competitors take on over 5,000 miles in 15 days across the Arabian Peninsula. Don't forget, hit that subscribe button so you don't miss any updates. And if you haven't already, make sure to follow us on Instagram at Chasing Waypoints for more updates and news from the bivouac. That being said, let's get to it. All right, guys, what's going on? Good morning. It is the 2023 Dakar Rally time. At the sound of the tone, the current time in Riyadh is... Why isn't it? No, I don't want to see that. Dude, my phone just totally ruined this killer intro that I was going to do. I was like, oh, yeah, it was going to be sounding all pro and everything. And it is bright and early, 530 in the morning on Sunday the 8th. And if you are currently in Saudi Arabia, it's actually 4.33 p.m. this evening already. Yeah, they're 11 hours ahead of us. So, all right. Stage seven canceled. Well, at least for the bikes. Um, Yeah. So if you guys heard the stage preview, I finally got the information literally. So here's how the rundown went. Like yesterday, woke up really early, did the or the day before, woke up really early, did the results. And then literally as I stop recording, the update comes through on the Sportity app. And hey, here is the stage for the day. And so I'm like, oh, okay, this is this is cool. We are ready to go. And so I went ahead and recorded it. And I'm like, well, you know, I'm going to schedule it out a little bit, a couple hours or whatever. Well, in the time that I'm traveling, I get the update saying stage is canceled. Uh oh. So I made the decision to pull yesterday's episode. So 50, 60 of you in the short time that it was up uh, got to listen to it and and hear about what they were going to run. But that did not go down. Actually, what ended up going down was a canceled stage and the world's longest or second longest uh, liaison. So what ended up happening is they canceled the stage, but they still had the motorcycle riders uh, head over to the bivouac for the marathon stage. So let's get into that really quick. Then we'll get into the rundown of the stage results for stage number eight. Uh, as long, and then we'll see if we've got uh, we've got some material to do a preview for nine. If not, I'll do that tonight for you guys. So, all right. So here's how it, how it shook down. It looks like they had a very very long night with a lot of logistical things going on as far as riders' gear being at the finish line in time uh, for this stage uh, six that they did. And so there was a lot of people that were left out. A lot of people that came back very, very late. Uh, one of those, including the very, very own, uh, American Paul Neff, who had a hell of a story, uh, for stage number six. I was listening to one of the interviews with him and picked up on some of the stuff. And I was absolutely amazed at what he's doing, uh, which makes today's results results for stage number eight, even more impressive. So anyway, so they canceled the stage, canceled stage seven. The vehicles did run stage seven uh, of the marathon stage. And basically the marathon stage for those playing the home game is basically you race to a remote location, no support. Everybody gets a taste of Malamoto for that day, right? You got a box, you got your equipment. This is all you got and you're gone. 
originally, it sounds like they were going to be spending the night in tents, but it looked more like a sleepover, like they set up one big tent and you had all of the top guys in one or the other uh, location just hanging out, you know, basically a slumber party, as uh, Mr. Klein put it. Uh, so they ended up staying. They commuted. They did a 476 kilometer uh, liaison to this location. At least the bikes did, right? The cars still raced. They spent the night there uh, for those, let's see here, uh, playing the home. That's 295 miles. So basically they rode 295 miles to this remote bivouac, spent the night there, and then raced. So last night, stage number eight, they raced back to Riyadh. So one of the interesting uh, points of this is that normally when you do a a stage that is a marathon stage, instead of doing 476 kilometers or 295 miles of commuting, you would do some commute. It's a normal stage, right? Well, the bike gets beat up and you have to conserve the bike. It's all about conservation and, and riding smart because you've got to make your way back into uh, back on the next day on that same bike that you rode before you're going to see your service crews or in the case of Malamoto, it doesn't matter. Um, it's basically the same uh, with obviously some limited support and all that. So there is a little bit of a difference there in the bivouac as well, but uh, it is definitely still a challenge. So for the teams today is a rest day. So they kind of lucked out. They had a rest day, one stage and another rest day. So there was a pretty, uh, pretty interesting pretty interesting mix up right now not having that stage uh, a full stage going into the marathon and then having a full stage coming out of the marathon so this was a, those kind of interesting it really didn't end up truly being all of the aspects of a marathon stage because that first that first stage of the two marathon the two stages involved in the marathon that first stage is kind of crucial because that really sets a different tone in conservation now the top teams out front how much can you back down without losing that much ground to it and then get to that, that bivouac. And then on the way back, you race, you know, if the rev limiter is 14,000, you're on 14,000 the whole way back, you know, obviously riding smart, but you know, it, the difference right now, you don't, now you got a full service crew that's going to service your bike, going to get that thing dialed in and ready for the next day. Not only that, but in this case, you're coming back from that marathon and then you have a whole day to tear the whole bike down. So, if there was a time to send it, it's coming back. And some people sent it, and we'll go over the results here in just a second, but just to kind of give you guys a rundown. So that's what happened for stage seven is they ended up just doing a uh, basically a long, very long commute uh, on the on the um, on the road to get to the bivouac for stage seven and slash eight. Uh, so let's take a look at what the info was for today's stage, stage number eight, right? Let's do this rundown here really quick on this one. So, okay. So stage number eight, right? 824 kilometers total is what it ended up being. Let's compare that to what it was when they anticipated. Uh, they had anticipated stage number eight to be a total of 722 kilometers initially, but uh, they went a little bit further than that. So it ended up being 824, 824 kilometers total, uh, what they ended up running. Uh, so a little bit more than, let's see, 102 kilometers more. So about 62 miles more is what they ended up doing. So let's do the quick math on that. So you guys know 824 times 0.62, 510 miles. So 510 miles is what they ended up riding today on the way back to the bivouac. And so the course 
looks absolutely challenging. Let's take a look here. I'm looking at the information in the app. Uh, okay, so this morning they woke up after sleeping on the floor and did a 95-kilometer uh, commute to the start of the of the special stage. So let's see, 95 times 0.62, 58.9, so roughly about 60 miles they had to ride. So 60 miles from the commute or from the bivouac to the start line. First bike left at 5.15 in the morning local time, and then the first that same first bike left uh, on at 7.20 in the morning. So 7.20 in the morning, it looks like they start the special stage. They got one, two, three checkpoints. They have a neutralization at kilometer 203 to take on some fuel, uh, and then they're going to run an additional... Uh, interesting, they have an additional 262 kilometers before the next fuel. So they stretch it towards the end of the stage, but you have... Uh, let's see here. So at kilometer 203 is where you had the gas stop. Uh, 346 is the total stage length. So they finished the stage in the meantime. And then from there, they still had a little ways to go. And then they had one more gas stop. Uh, so they they stretched them thin on the backside of this one as far as gas goes, which isn't too bad, right? Um, under race conditions, it's very different. You know, I, I learned that lesson a long time ago. That, yeah, what you get on the street, you know, yeah, oh, yeah, my bike will do about 120 miles uh, on a tank full in the street. And it turned out being more like about 80 uh, once you're in the dirt and, and getting after it. So, uh, mind you, when I say getting after it, it's not like what you see Skylar Howes doing out front by any stretch of the imagination. Um, okay, so 262 kilometers. Then once they finished the special stage, uh, they were going to do an additional 383 kilometers to get to the bivouac. So 383 0.62, 237 miles from the end of the stage all the way back to the bivouac. So that is a still a long day in the saddle total. Uh, but, you know, it. I'm sure it was a little bit welcome. It seemed like the rest day uh, now is, is not... I don't want to say it's not as important, but it takes some of the pressure off considering that they just had a day off. So we'll see, you know, on the results, how it pans out. We'll take a look at them together here in just a moment. Uh, so what the stage broke down into is, ooh, okay. Now I see some of the reason why the results are what they are. And uh, I am absolutely excited about this. It doesn't sound like it, but I'm thinking like, ooh, yeah, here we go. Okay. 38% of this stage was sand for the guys, and then 48% of it was, you guessed it, dirt. So 48% of it being dirt, 0% tarmac, 2% of it stones, and 12% of it dunes. So good stage mix. The sand and the hard pack, I think, is uh, going to play favor to the guys that are fast in the dirt. So we'll take a look here at the results uh, to see how that lines up with that theory. So thirty-eight once again, 38% of it was sand, 48% of it was soil dirt. Uh, and then 2% of it stones and 12% of it dunes. That was the stage breakdown for stage number eight. Let's see if they have. Nope. Okay, cool. So stage number nine information is not up yet. So look for an episode tonight on that one. So let's jump over to the results. Let's see how this is shaken down. All right. Let's get over to stage number. Uh, no, stage number eight. All right, here we go. So. Uh, it looks like they may still be working on some times. I don't think all of the guys are accounted for yet. Uh, I do see one kind of change that I didn't wake up to this morning, uh, but we'll just go with directly what is currently in the standing section of the Dakar Rally app. If you guys haven't gotten it, you got to get it. Uh, let's see here. So stage seven or excuse me, stage eight, Aldo Dimi to Riyadh. 
It is Ross Branch setting the fastest time on the stage on the Hero Motorsports Rally team. This is, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, this is his first uh, first stage win of the rally, if I'm not mistaken. Three hours, 46 minutes, and 18 seconds, which is absolutely flying on a special stage. Uh, second on the Red Bull Gas Gas Factory racing bike, Daniel Sanders finishing three minutes and 15 seconds behind. And then it is none other than Mason Klein in the number three spot, BAS World KTM Racing Team, three minutes and 33 seconds behind. That is including a penalty. Two minutes caught speeding. It's okay, though. He started 12th. He absolutely crushed it and made some moves. Uh, on this stage, which is absolutely awesome. Happy to see him back up in the top three, collecting yet again another podium at the 23 Dakar. So absolutely excited for him and having him uh, out there and doing what he is doing. Okay, so let's talk about fourth. Mr. Paulo Quintanilla, Monster Energy Honda Team, six minutes and 29 seconds back, followed by Adrian Van Beveren in fifth, Monster Energy Honda Team, six minutes, 35 seconds, and then a new one. We haven't seen this name in the top 10 here recently, uh, and he is a rookie, Daugherty. Uh, he is on the HT Rally Raid Husqvarna Racing Team, finishing eight minutes flat behind the leader. Then Bueller on the other Hero Motorsports team rally, eight minutes and 13 seconds back. Matthias Wachner and the Red Bull KTM Factory Racing, eight minutes and 40 seconds back. Santolino, ninth on the Sherco Factory, eight minutes, 49 seconds back, followed by Kevin Benavidez. Red Bull KTM Factory Racing, that is your top 10 on the stage. Then let's see, let's take a quick stroll down the line here. 12th, Nacho Cornejo finishing 11 minutes and 15 seconds back on the Monster Energy Honda. Uh, Svitko, John Bereda, 14th on the Monster Energy JB team, finishing 12 minutes and 30 seconds back. Toby Price finishing 17th, Red Bull KTM Factory Racing, uh, picking up a one-minute penalty. And then Franco Kami, the other bike on the Hero Motorsports team rally, finishing 14 minutes and 40 seconds back. Skyler Howes drops back, finishing... 15 minutes and six seconds back. Ooh, so this was a little bit of a slower day for Skyler. Uh, not something we have seen commonly or not seen recently uh, from him, considering he has been leading the 23 Dakar. Uh, he is on the Husqvarna factory racing bike, and I am sure, uh, you know, I don't want to say he's on the swing. I don't think so. I'm curious to see kind of what happened on that one because uh, flat out speed, he is there. Flat out navigation, he is there. So I think that... Uh, you know, there's must have been some kind of mechanical or something went down, uh, lost some time somewhere. And then let's see Luciano Benavides, his teammate in 21st on the Husqvarna factory racing bike, finishing 16 minutes and 31 seconds back. And then, yeah, there it is. Jacob Argybright, another Dakar rally rookie on the dust rally team, finishing 18 minutes and 37 seconds back in the 24th spot. And then let's see here. Keep going down. Cami. All right, that is the stage results for the GP guys. But let's talk about original by Motul. All right, so original by Motul guys, if you guys remember, these are the Malamoto teams. These are the guys, and I shouldn't say teams because technically they're kind of on their own. Uh, these are the guys racing out of a trunk. So trunk racing is what we will call it, Malamoto. So trunk moto, literally. Uh, I don't know how that that, you know, it's like translating to Spanish. Not everything translates uh, exactly. Uh, there's a few choice phrases I could say, but uh, we're trying to stay on the air. 
All right, so here we go. So more finishing up first right now for this stage. HT Rally Raid, a Husqvarna Racing, finishing four hours, 29 minutes, and 23 seconds. Then it is Patao on the Credit Agricola Mario Patro Motorsports, two minutes, 24 seconds back. Vega in the point group Yamaha, three minutes, 24 seconds back. Pavisca SP Moto Bohemia Racing Team, 25 minutes and 53 seconds back. D. Gatias Happiness Racing Igota Moto, 26 minutes and 8 seconds back. And then Marsic 6th, finishing 27 and 46 seconds back. 27 minutes, 46 seconds back with, ooh, he was bad. And you know what? Let's just... Uh, yeah, at, uh, he picked up 12 minutes in speeding penalties or 12 minutes in penalties, which put him just out of third place. Ouch, that one hurts. So you got to watch those speed penalties because uh, uh-uh, they do not mess around. And then with the story of a lifetime in literally just two stages, Paul Neff of the American Rally Originals and Dakar Rally Rookie Scores a seventh place, finishing 37 minutes and 47 seconds back. Absolutely crazy for the evening, the day that this guy has had. So let's take a minute and talk about that really quick. Uh, and then we will finish up the top 10 on the Malamoto side of it. Or, well, let's just do it now. All right. Peter Belchek, eighth right now, finishing 49th, 49 minutes and 20 seconds back. Zacchetti, Team Lucky Explorer. Uh, finishing 9.57 and 8 seconds back. And then Rich Energy, OMG Racing Limited. Uh, that is Jay Hiller, another Dakar rookie, 59 minutes and 18 seconds back. That is your top 10 for the originals by Motul. And really quick, before we move on from there, Mo Hart, finishing 16th, American Rally Originals. Finishing two hours, 34 minutes, and six seconds behind. So he is absolutely collecting those stage wins, long days every day, but I am sure he's having fun. So we'll try and catch up with him before the rally is over. Uh, but he's had some long days, so I'm sure he's getting some rest and, and getting uh, uh, getting ready for the next day's stage. So luckily today, they don't have a stage to get ready for. They're just going to be chilling. The bikes are got to be worked on. Oh, uh, yeah, sorry. That was for the factory teams. All of these guys in the Malamoto thing, time is... They, I'm sure they've got a laundry list of things they've either been saving up to fix on the rest day or uh, some additional work that they're going to do on the rest day. So maybe chain and sprockets, uh, obviously the oil changes, uh, any of the other things that could be done, uh, you know, on the bike, any of the repairs that gone like, OK, well, I'm going to nurse this to the to that day. So we'll see how that shakes down. The lucky part of this is that they did get a little bit of a break uh, yesterday on stage number seven uh, overnight and doing that. So. Uh, in the interview that I was listening to with Paul Neff, it was an interesting recap on his part. So in the end, it turns out that uh, on stage six, he got caught out. Uh, sounds like a loose stator and ended up taking down the electrical system on it. So staters, for those of you guys that are just getting used to the motorcycle world, your stator is like your alternator in your vehicle. It's what generates power while the bike is running and or while the vehicle is running. The problem with that is now you've got a very small battery with no reserve capacity because, well, it's a motorcycle. You can't have a big battery on it. And then on top of that, you have all of this equipment that's taking power, right? You've got Sentinels, you've got ERTFs, you've got repeater and cap, uh, or you've got distance and cap meters. You've got a road book. You've got lights front and back. So you've got a lot of stuff going on. And then on some of these bikes like the KTMs, you've got maybe three fuel pumps going uh, or, you know, going back and forth. So 
there's a lot of stuff running on these bikes just off of a small package. So it is very, very, very important to have uh, a, an electrical system that is intact. So with that being said, you know, it did take down the system for Paul. Uh, apparently he had to nurse it, get it back to the end of the stage, rode the end of the stage in the rain. And remember we were talking about earlier about gear not being available. Well, the truck that had the gear for some of the competitors arrived late. So the front guys didn't get their gear. And then the gear, that same truck left early and did not wait for the rest of the guys that were on the stage. So unfortunately, Paul Neff got caught out and had to ride in the rain about 300 kilometers, roughly 180 miles uh, back to the bivouac, freezing only to start the work on his bike. So not only did he compete in the stage, he completely disassembled the bike and everything, troubleshooted it, found what he needed. And I will say this was an interesting one because once you have a mechanical like this, if you don't know that particular system, you have to have some resources, right? So you can have mechanics, you can have these people, but they can only be looking over your shoulder. So if you were going to get a crash course in learning how to fix a stator, uh, the Dakar rally is definitely not the place you want to do it, but there are resources there. So with the supervision of the ASO uh, and of course, some of the team members like the BAS Dakar uh, mechanic uh, and then the uh, originals by Motul mechanic, they were able to kind of guide him in fixing the bike. That still does not negate that it's going to take some time to do it. Well, he did it just in time to get the stage start. So the next day, they give you a stage start time of, you know, blah, right? 10, I think his stage start time was 1024. Barely made it to that. If you do not make that stage start, it is not a good day for you. Uh, my understanding is you could get pulled from the stage and not be allowed to compete, which, uh, uh-oh, that's not good. That starts adding up to a DNF. So take a quick sip there of my beverage uh, because it is bright and early in the morning already. Uh, okay. So once you get done with that, he made it out and got it. So, so not only did he barely make it out and then get on the liaison, get down, ride, you know, 200, almost 300 miles, basically rode to Vegas from San Diego and then park the bike, I'm sure passed out and then raced back to score a seventh fastest time on the stage. He is an absolute badass. So if you guys aren't following him, look him up on Facebook. He is Paul Neff. Uh, he's also on Instagram. So take a look. And then he also does, which I got to figure out the logistics because, right, my goal this year is to do as many of the classes that I can do on bikes. And I'm working on the list of the ones that I'm going to do. They got to kind of fit it over the weekend. Um, but he does a class up in the Pacific Northwest when it is not winter season. So right now the classes are down here, but in the springtime and summer, they do the classes up north. So I'm going to have to figure out how to maybe get my uh, KTM up there, the 790 or the 501. We'll see and uh, and go out there and do some classes with him. So I, you know, again, I, I believe that investing in riding is is and learning how to ride is one of the best things that you can do if you have a motorcycle. So I'm looking forward to doing some of these classes here uh, in the States and just trying to get, uh, hone in the skill set and make sure we're ready to ride, not ready to race. Don't, yeah, don't get that confused because that's going to be a long ways away. I don't know. Maybe we'll throw a rally in there. I want to do some of the rally schools. Uh, I'll tell you now, I'm probably going to avoid the Sonora one, even though it is coming up and I will probably be down there or it looks like I'm going to be down there helping. Um, but I can tell you that, uh, those dunes are pretty gnarly. So, Let's take a look at the general standings after stage number eight.
Let's fast forward here. All right. Let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Oh, this is interesting. See, the this app is definitely uh, a little crazy because now I have literally just hit update and now we are 15th for Paul Neff. It looks like they've got the results calculated. Uh, then you have Mo Hart also 16th. So for stage number eight, there is a correction on the results that I am seeing now in the app. Uh, let's see. It is American Rally Originals. Paul Neff 15th, finishing 21 hours, 17 minutes and 52 seconds back, taking a 10-hour penalty uh, for the work and what he had to do. Mo Hart finishing 16th, 21 hours, 41 minutes and 39 seconds, taking on a 30-minute penalty uh, for stage number eight. Uh, all right, let's take a look here. Okay. That is, oh, that is, let's see here. Sorry guys. This is, it's too early in the morning and we're working on this uh, here. Okay. So yeah, correct. Okay. So let's go back. You guys are all confused now. So am I, I'm coming. It's too early in the morning. Stage number eight, overall standings, the general standings for the 2023 Dakar. Now this makes sense to me. Moore is going to be leading your Motul or original by Motul category. Uh, then it's going to be Vega 15 hours and 26 minutes back. So 11 hours, 52 minutes and 35 seconds for more right now. He is your leader for the Malamoto class or original by Motul class. Vega on the Pont group Yamaha second, 15 hours, 26 minutes back. Pataro third, 21 hour, 24 minutes and 35 seconds back. Pavisca in the number four, two hours, 43 minutes and four seconds back. Gates fifth, four, 11, four hours, 11 minutes and 50 seconds back. Reese Starvos sixth, five hours, 13 minutes and 44 seconds back. Merrick seventh, five hours, 24 minutes and 39 seconds back. Peter Belchek top eight or top 10. Here we go. Eighth on the day team's racing bike. Five hours, 50 minutes, and 20 seconds. That is Peter Angelo Belchek. Eighth, Wolfie Racing on Instagram. Then ninth on the Team Lucky Explorer, Zichetti. Zichetti, six hours, 19 minutes, and 45 seconds back. And the top 10 rounding that out is Gregory. Stuart Gregory Racing is seven hours, 14 minutes, and 20 seconds. Taking a stroll on down. So right now, as it sits, Paul Neff is 15th overall. In the Malamoto class, 21 hours, 17 minutes and 52 seconds back. And then you have Mo Hart in the 16th spot, 21 hours, 41 minutes and 39 seconds back. So that is how it is shaken down right now in the general standings through stage number eight for the original by Motul class. Let's take a quick look at the overall results now for the bike category. So. Through stage eight, Skylar Howes continues to lead the rally. Six hours, 33 minutes, and 16 seconds. Then you have Kevin Benavides in the number two spot on the Red Bull KTM factory racing bike. One hour or one minute and 13 seconds back. Ooh, look at that. That sucks. He's got a three-minute penalty. That three-minute penalty is causing the lead right now. So Skylar Howes with a little bit of room to breathe right now, I think, according to the app. Mason Klein. Climbs all the way back up to third place. He was sitting in seventh going into stage seven, eight. So it was nice to nice to see him back up in third. But look at that swing, right? The difference a single stage will make at the Dakar. So BAS World KTM Racing Team member. 
Mason Klein, one hour, one minute and 13 seconds back. He's got four minutes of penalties under his belt. That right now is also looking at. That is, uh, dude, this is so crazy. He's right there. He is literally in striking distance of leading this thing. That is a hell of a job considering this is his second Dakar ever. So in talking to him or listening to one of the interviews uh, from him, uh, I was, I picked up on the, you know, it was the stage six was actually kind of challenging. He ended up down being 12th. Uh, but what I heard, it sounded like he also uh, had a couple of get offs, but at the same time was very cognizant of what he was doing and made the decision to back it down just a little bit knowing that the riding that he was doing or where he was riding in wasn't his choice territory or wasn't his choice terrain. That is absolutely smart. You still, we're like, we're literally, it feels like we've been doing this a few days already and it should have been over, but we are literally just getting to the halfway point. So smart riding is what it's going to take, especially to get it all the way to the end. Not only does I'm sure he wants to be top 10, top five, top three winner, I'm sure he wants all of that, but at the same time, he understands that that only comes with a finish. So I'm happy to see he's making those decisions and, and, and riding a hell of a rally already. So best of luck to him. And we continue this one on, we continue this streak. So again, collecting podiums, that's how you do it. Toby price fourth on the Red Bull KTM factory racing bike, two minutes and 58 seconds out of the lead. Then Pablo Quintanilla fifth monster energy Honda team, three minutes, 45 seconds out of the lead. And then Aiden Van Beveren, Monster Energy Honda, three minutes and 49 seconds out of the lead. Daniel Sanders, Red Bull Gas Gas Factory Racing, eight minutes and three seconds. So let's just get this, you know, just so we're, we're all on the same page here. First through sixth, three minutes and 50 seconds. Let's call it four minutes. There's four minutes difference after, what, 3,000 miles? Yeah, 30, 30. These guys have raced. I haven't recalculated it based on the stage changes, but just to kind of give you an idea, we'll, we'll call it 3,000 miles total. We'll call it 2,000 miles. So 2,000 miles total of racing. And these guys are literally four minutes apart after 2,000 miles. I've seen some gaps at the Baja 1000, but this is absolutely insane. So, all right, where do we leave off? Let's see, we jumped. Okay, Daniel Sanders on the Red Bull Gas Gas, seventh, eight, eight minutes and three seconds back. And then you have Bereda, eighth right now, eight minutes and 21 seconds back on the Monster Energy JB team. Nacho Cornejo, ninth on the Monster Energy Honda team, 20 minutes and 32 seconds back with Matthias Wachner rounding out the top 10 Red Bull KTM factory racing, 23 minutes and 35 seconds. Let's see here. Let's go a couple more spots here just to see who we've got. Uh, Luciano Benavides, that is uh, Skylar House's teammate on the Husqvarna Factory Racing bike. 25 minutes and 32 seconds back. And then Santolino 12th, Sherco Factory, 31 minutes and 22 seconds back. Let's take a look here. We are scrolling, scrolling, scrolling. Jacob Argybright, there he is, rally rookie. Dakar Rally rookie, first time out, and he is 25th right now in the overall standings. Three hours, 24 minutes, and 10 seconds back. That is awesome to see. So very well done so far. Hell of a rally he's been putting together. So looking forward to seeing some more updates from him. Uh, let's take a look here. Branch in 35th. So definitely some movement going on. This is absolutely awesome. Man, I can't wait. I, I want to. I kind of want to hear from these guys and see what's uh, what's going on for them. 
in the race. So, okay. So that is right now, that is your standings as they sit going into the rest day. So rest day, and then they're going to have stage number nine coming up uh, in the next in the next day. So right now, let's see, local time is 5.03 p.m. So these guys are not doing any racing. I'm sure they are resting after getting this stage done. The bikes are being torn apart and going through. And then tomorrow there will be no stage for them. So I'm sure they're absolutely looking forward to that day off. And then after that, they're right back to racing in stage nine for the second half of the 2023 Dakar rally. So absolutely excited. I think that this is still continues to prove that the all the American riders have come to play. They're there to make a statement and and making it happen. So uh, we know Paul Neff's story, uh, unfortunately, on the American Rally Originals front, uh, you know, Paul Neff is, is still in it. Uh, Jim Pearson is still in it. And Mo Hart is still in it. It was sad to see that uh, Kyle McCoy was out, uh, unfortunately, with uh, an injury, uh, as well as David Pearson also having to retire due to injury. So absolutely crushed for those guys. I mean, that's it's a lifelong dream and a bucket list second time for Kyle McCoy. Um, nevertheless, they've been there. They know what they need to work on. And I don't think this is the end of it. I'm going to be waiting to see these guys back here, uh, in the U S and talking to them and, and see what the plans are. Uh, but I would love to see them, uh, hit the Dakar one more time, at least one more time, you know, and, and get that, uh, get that finish for them. So we will see what that shakes down to. All right, guys, that is a wrap. I got to get to work. And we've got some time before the next stage. So I'm going to be gathering some updates and try and get you guys some more information on the rest day. And we will get that show going. Uh, So don't forget, hit that like, hit that subscribe button. And, uh, you know, it'll make sense when you get there. Enjoy the ride. All right, that is a wrap for the Chasing Waypoints podcast this week. Hope you guys enjoyed the show. Don't forget to like and subscribe if you like what you heard. We are available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and a bunch of others. Also, follow us on social media. You can find us on Facebook under Chasing Waypoints, Instagram, Chasing Waypoints underscore official, and, of course, the YouTube under Chasing Waypoints. Hope everybody has a good week. We will see you guys for the next episode. Remember, shiny side up, and don't forget to tag us. We want to see where you guys are riding and what you guys are up to. Have a great week. Bye.